Well, already tonight he's taking me on a bit of a different kilt. And so as Paul prays or says to the church, I pray you would bear with a little foolishness. I just, uh, we're in such a phenomenal time of feasting at the moment. And, and even as I was speaking to God, I was like, God, oh, in preparation for tonight, Lord, don't, you know, I don't want to go down the, the stereotypical, uh, route of, of, of going down food and, uh, and, and, uh, and feasting on, uh, you know, different, different meals and all the rest of it. But then, just as clear as day, as soon as you ask, you know, as you say that to him, he puts something straight in your spirit, which is a, is such a powerful and distinct picture of, of the journey that we're on and the path that he's leading us on. And, you know, him, our guys, I think we're in such a, a season, we're in such a, we're on such a journey that ultimately the Lord is saying that he's wanting to be represented by people who understand and live this reality, this this fullness, this resurrected life, this uh, deep, true understanding of uh, of Him as Rock, of Him as Redeemer, of Him as uh, the one who who desires to to transform us, and He's wanting representations on this earth that are not going to 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 give off a, a false representation, not going to uh, communicate a mixed message because it's been done for too long it's been done for too long and 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 now is is the time that as we are preparing as we are being unraveled as that nakedness before him is is occurring truth life boldness everything that he always designed for us as his children is being placed within us and just even as we were praying, I'm getting just that beautiful image once again of Nehemiah 8. And um, to give you just a bit of that backstory, we, we read beforehand in Nehemiah 5 that the 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 walls have, have been rebuilt. And it's and it's 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 what God is doing to us now. He's we've had the, the walls smashed down, we've had the false foundations taken away, and the true foundations, the true wall is being rebuilt in his church once again and and it's it's so beautiful his way the way in which he he chooses to do that because from the from the position of of having the walls rebuilt again god then says right ezra right nehemiah the people are ready for the word they are ready to be established with the truth of who i am and we have this this beautiful picture in nehemiah 8 of um ezra uh, the scribe, he op- opens the, the book of the law. He opens the word of God up. And it's, and the significance of where it is as well, it's, it's outside the, uh, it's by the water gate. And, and, and the water gate is, is this place that is, um, it's like an, an aqueduct of, of living water, streams of living water that direct straight through to the temple so that the priests can prepare themselves with fresh water. They couldn't, they couldn't be bathed. You know, in, in, in stagnant water or, or water that was going to be there for a period, it had to be rivers of, and streams of living water that was coming through. So the significance of the place was, was stunning, in, even in itself. And as he's reading, as he's declaring the word of God over the, the, the people who, who could understand, the people who could come together, 
there are the the Levites that are are down on the ground. They're they're coming. They're they're drawing to the people. They're saying, "Look, this is what it means. This is the life. This is the this is the truth of and the power of your Almighty God, and you are His people." And there's this this period in which there's there's weeping, there's complete submission because they they know they know that they know that they know because that the Spirit of God has impacted them so deeply because of what Ezra is declaring. And he's he's speaking for six hours. He's just in the Word, and he's he's going, 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 going. And, and as this is happening, people are repenting. They are recognizing where they have been, what it is that they're coming into. And then you have this beautiful space in which Nehemiah is the governor, Ezra as the one reading the word and the Levites, they say, come now, now that you have received the truth, lift your heads, lift your heads. For today is a day which is consecrated to the Lord. And today is a day of joy. It is an incredible day of joy because the Lord is your strength now. You have come from this place of disobedience. You've come from this place of, of, of being out of kilt. And you're now stepping into the truth of who he is and who he is calling you to be as your people. So I just want to start there. <laughs> just I think because of the, the, the significance and the, the power of, of what he's calling us into right now is that we are to be, we are to be in that place of, of recognizing the truth, allowing that truth to transform us. There is repentance that is required as that truth comes about. I've experienced it in my life. I know it, but the, the power even in that place of repentance and the power to also walk with one another and go, right now is the time. Lift your heads, lift your eyes, and see who your God is. Know that he is now the Lord, your strength. So it's um, it's awesome to be here. It's awesome to, to speak and and banquet truly is, as, uh, as Kirk was explaining this morning is, is just this opportunity to feast. And, um, you know, Greg was talking about <laughs> spewing. It is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful <laughs> analogy. If you, if you grasp the, the truth behind it, that there is, there is to be so much on our hearts, on our lives that as we are walking with him, as we are intimate with him, that there is overflow. There is this innateness of I can't hold back of the work that God is doing, of what He's saying, what He's doing, and um, and I pray that that tonight what it what comes from from my mouth is is life, is 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 Him, is is Him inside of me, and I'm expectant of that. Banquet has such a um, uh, such a significance when we when we think of of a banquet that is laid out before us. There is multiple different different dishes that are on offer there is uh there's there's sweets there's savory there is appetizers there's there's so much on offer and and god was starting to show me just this picture of of how we we're not going to be called to use the same utensils for each meal that we we touch upon you know you you can't uh you you can't uh go about eating uh, a, a a piece of steak with a spoon, it just you know you, you, it's it's going to be sloppy and you're going to get it down you and you're, you're going to be there chomping on that bit of steak for quite a bit of time, and um 
And I experienced, I experienced this firsthand recently. Emma and I, we went to the Crab Shack for a bit of a, a date night the other, the other week. And, uh, I'm, you know, I, I love the, the atmosphere. It was great. The food was fabulous, but I thought I'd try my, my dab handed at a bit of crab. I'd never tried crab in my life before. And, um, and this, this bowl of crab gets laid before me and I have what looks like a nutcracker placed in front of me and then this long stick which looks like it's good for fondue, you know? Uh, and I'm like, um, hey, um, just wondering, hey, Mr. Waiter, you reckon you could just tell me a little bit? Cause, you know, this looks delicious and it smells fantastic, but what on earth am I supposed to do with these, with these things? And, um, you know, he was so gracious in, uh, in, in his way. He's like, oh, well, you know, let me tell you, he's a French guy. So, you know, he's, he's all, all, all very flamboyant and, you know, he's able to express everything of, of how you do it and how to get the best part of the meat out. And it, re- you know, it really helped. I, you know, it took me a bit of a while as you're taking these little legs off and you've got this long stick and you're <laughs> sticking at one end and hoping that you can suck it out the other end. But then, you know, then there was, then there was the, the beautiful moment when you get the body and you, you're able to tear the, the true meat off of the leg. Oh, beautiful garlic, chili, white wine, beautiful. Absolutely stunning. But I, I can, I can, I can see how that is, is so the way in which we also receive the word which is presented to us. You know, we, if we, we're just recapping, um, over the last two weeks with what, what Greg has been bringing here of, of the, the significance of, of the commandment. What the commandment is, is called for, is there and is meant for us to, to walk into. The will of God. Who are we living for? The, 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 the significance of, of, of those messages, like they can, they can blow us out of the water. But only if we're holding the wrong utensils. Only if we're, we're not using the right thing. And, um, Mike, I'm wondering if you could, um, just reach behind you. I've, uh, got a, a very, uh, very nice bit of lamb, which we, uh, were enjoying for Passover on Friday. I bought way too much, but then we were saving on very little plates. So everyone had portion control, which was, uh, part and parcel of the measure. But see, I seasoned this with, with garlic and rosemary and a bit of, cracked pepper and sea salt, three and a half hours, and uh, you get this beautiful, beautiful bit of meat. But, um, you know, it's no good if I pick up a cheese knife and, uh, and I try, uh, try carving into it, you know. It's, it doesn't quite have the, the same effect, and I'm, I'm left getting a little bit of the skin, you know, a little bit of the idea of, of what it tastes like. But not not the fullness, not the full measure of it. It was good though. I'm kind of going back for some more of that. But the the I've been I think I've just been noticing that in all the life that we've had the pleasure of feasting on, whether it's been the the past couple of weeks or even with what we've been hearing throughout January and February, we can we can be seeing this feast before us, but holding holding this the, these wrong utensils to eat it. And the utensils or the cutlery resemble our mindset. They resemble the truth that we hold fast to or the areas of our lives that we're just not willing to let go of, ultimately. And um, 
and it's it's a pain in the, it's a pain in the backside as you can see trying to to pick up a utensil that is is of the old way of thinking and trying to tuck into a, a beautiful roast meal that is on offer for us it's it, it's it's shattering it's shattering and uh, paul speaks to the church when he says this and we heard this last week as well in 2 corinthians 11 2 to 4 I love just even the way in which he starts this. I'm jealous for you with a godly jealous, jealousy. Just the, the heart for the church to come into the, the fullness of the life that is on offer to us. I promised you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds made somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Here's the kicker, verse 4. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. How many of us can relate to this reality that Paul is challenging the Corinthian church with? Whether it be you growing up within the church or life experiences, what truth have you accepted? How many of us um, can say that, you know, it's easy enough in our unrenewed mind to allow circumstances, to allow actions, to allow preaching or even, you know, the declaration, uh, the declaration of the words of others to twist or to skew um, the true nature of God? And what ends up happening is we end up picking up a utensil, or not as the case may be, that is labeled self, or is labeled self-understanding. And it's placed in our hands, and it ends up determining the future way in which we think is the right way to receive the Word of God. But when that utensil tries cutting in, what happens? Oh, I'm starting to get frustrated. It's not working. I'm, you know, and you're all watching me do it as well. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, I'm getting a little bit, um, getting a bit self-conscious of trying too hard along the way, and I start to give up. I start to walk away. saddens me that we can allow ourselves to to go to a place whether it is just that slight off truth and it can hinder us for years for years and yet what he's calling us to is to say no simon put down the chopsticks put down the nutcracker i have a carving knife for you and I have placed you around brothers and sisters who are walking in this reality, who have tasted, who have seen. And I want you to do life with them so that you too can see the beauty of when that carving knife goes through the meat. And you can taste and you can experience it for yourself. It's the significance of, of truly engaging with one another on the journey that we're on. 
observing the fruit and the life that is is on the individual, whether it's somebody speaking up the front or whether we are coming together in a group and somebody sits down and says, let me tell you about the truth of our Father. Let me tell you about the, the life that I'm coming into because of what he's revealed to me. And the challenge for us is, is are we going to stay with our mindset of picking up the same utensil and saying, no, that's the way I've always thought that Father is. That's the way I'm going to accept it. Or are we going to say, no, do you know what? The time is for change. The time is for transformation. And I want all of what is available to me through him. We can't be people who infect others with our disillusionment or walk away from the thing that is supposed to be the absolute very best for us and bring us into the life and the fullness of what Christ has promised us. Because I could, I could easily pick up that utensil and I could say to other people, it doesn't work. I could, I could, I could be bringing a truth to you that, Greg, these are how you have to come to Christ. This is how you're supposed to receive him. And if you walk away believing that and taking that from me, we're infecting and affecting the unity that Christ has always desired. I guess what the Lord is prompting me to share tonight is we're in such a phenomenal time of feasting. But unless we allow the spirit of revelation to open our eyes, to open our ears to what is truly on offer and how to feast, we will never enter in because of the different spirit that we've allowed to define the way in which we walk with him. We've allowed it to attach itself. We're holding on to it. And whether that is fear, whether that's rejection, whether that's pain, and equally whether that's the Jesus that has been preached or has been presented to us that doesn't line up with his word and has not been revealed to us by the spirit. We can take messages like, He's the God of the impossible. He's the rock, the ever-present one, astounding in kindness, patient, perfect love, good all of the time, the God of freedom and the God who has defeated death. And nothing changes because we've not died to the old way of thinking, which for a better word is a mutated view of him and come into the new that is on offer to us through the spirit. What I want to share and what I feel is, is paramount for us in this particular season, because I, I think what God has pressed on, on me is, is, is the power, the, the fullness of, uh, of the messages that, that have been, been spoken, that have been, have brought. Um, they need to come, we need to come with them with a renewed mind. And, um, and for me, the, the key to that is recognizing uh, the, the belonging, the, the childhood uh, of, of God, being a child of God and the significance of what that is to enable us to hear, enable us to uh, even, even start the walk. You're not even going to start the journey if you, if you have no, um, no faith that he is father, if you have no acknowledgement because that, that is going to affect all, all the rundown. If the, if the son only does what the father says and we don't trust the father, how are we going to trust the son? 
And if the spirit responds to the Christ, how are we going to, you're not going to go on that journey. And so to, to accept him as father, to, to, to recognize our identity is in him as a child of God, then the journey is going to become way, way easier. I've seen and I, I, I've known that. I've come from that place of, of having the cheese grater. And, and as the, the revelation of, of what it means to be a child comes, the carving knife is placed in my hand. And the, the fullness of what he is calling us to is, is so, so powerful. It's so tasty. It's so real. I just, this morning was, was phenomenal for me because even in, as, as Kirk was saying, just, just share with people what it is that you love about him. And I was just, I was standing there with Shirley and I'm like, there's, there's nothing like him. There is nothing that compares that I can find on this earth. You know, I love my wife. I love my child, but he is, he is far greater. He offers a, a, a depth and a, and a trust and a promise that is, is far greater, far greater. And why would I want anything else? Why would I want anything else? He's, he, he's, he's becoming my all. I can't, I can't say before you now that he is my all, but he is becoming my all. And the, the joy that that brings, the peace that that brings, the rest that that brings is, it outweighs anything that I can find on this earth. So, so I want to share tonight just the, the what is, what is on offer. The reality that is offered when we settle the matter that we're children of the living God. And as a child is reliant in its early days upon its, its parent to be the source in order for its future to grow and to develop, we too need to realize that the Father is our source. He is number one and has a perfect plan as to how he loves us and how he wants to develop us into the mature bride that we're called to be. You know, do you know that our loving father, he wants to release responsibility. He wants to release revelation. It's not his desire to hold back those things from his people. But if we have doubt in that love of the father, if we have doubt in our identity, which is to be solely in him, then we will keep carrying our cheese knife when the carving knife is on offer. I come to you tonight speaking from a carving knife perspective. And uh, I want to just speak to that life through what uh, what's happened to me, even from the, the point of coming over from New Zealand. And, um, you know, I, I lived in a, in a very well, um, well looked after environment. My parents loved me um, phenomenally and, uh, you know, catered and, and took care of, uh, of a lot of the, the needs that we had as, as kids growing up. And, um, and when coming over to, to New Zealand, it felt like, well, here's this opportunity to, to spread the wings. Here's the opportunity to branch out, to, to become my own man. Um, because I've been, you know, in, in the UK, it's very different. You know, we're happy to live with our parents till we're 30. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cook meals, the, the washing, the works. And when I came here and my wife left home at 16, it's like, okay, <laughs> whoa, there's, there's, there's extremity. And I'm not saying that that's, that's, uh, that's the generic, but, um, you know, that there, there was that, that urge, that desire in me to go, right, I'm going to 
going to be my own man. I'm going to, you know, actually be able to define myself outside of, of being underneath my parents' wings. And, um, you know, I would have, I would have told you back then that I would have had a form of humility. Um, you know, not after the fame or the glory. Um, but actually I was completely soaked up in my own will and desires. And it was a, a false humility, um, to, to really, um, feed the self for a better word, really. And when I, when I came over, I had this, this mindset of I'm ready for this. I'm ready to, 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 to be, to be the, the husband that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm called to be and I'm, I'm ready to, to, uh, to, to jump straight into whatever it is that God has called me into be, uh, to, to do over here. And of course, you know, when you, when you're with, uh, your, your community that's, uh, that's there, they're saying he's gone before you. He's gone before you. He's prepared a way. And, and that can, that can build pride. Rather, you know, it has, it has, it, it's not meant to. It's supposed to make you aware of, right, well, I've, I've got to be reliant upon him. I've got to, you know, I've got to be humble to, to the walk which he's got for me. But for me, it was like, yes, awesome. That's it. I'm going to jump straight into Pete Jackson's next project. And, you know, the, the work's going to flow. You know, things are, things are going to be great in New Zealand. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I am not ready for this. Because in the space of, of six months of, of being here in New Zealand, I went from a place of, of having $12,000 to $20. And, um, that was a lesson in and of itself because it wasn't for, for the, the want of, you know, spending going nuts and all the rest of it. Emma and I needed a car. We bought a car. Uh, you know, we got, we got the life essentials in place. But who knows that life can continue to take over. You know, it continues to, to, to have its challenges. It continues to have its expenses. They don't, those things don't go away. But the, the dealing, the, the work was really the work of the heart that God was, was taking me on. And I had to come to a realization ultimately that everything that I'd walked in, even growing up in the church, even serving fervently in the church, was a realization that I didn't truly know him. I didn't truly know um, who he was. And the best place that I could be when I got to that, that place of, of desperation was on my knees. And if there's just one thing that I could teach the church or, you know, if you were all robots, it would be that we could be on our knees every step of the way. Maybe not Greg. He's got bun knees. He needs to be on his face <laughs> constantly. <laughs> it's, it's the best, it's the best place for us. It's the absolute best place for us because in that, in that position, you, you are naked before him. You know that you have nothing left of yourself to bring to the, to the situation. And, and for me, you know, it was, it was made way more than money. It was way more than that, that situation, but it was that thing that actually took me to a place of saying, God, I need you. I need you. You're the only one who can, who can help. You're the only one who can, who can lead. You're the only one. And, and it was, my my prayer had changed because the, 
we we can so easily go down a route of get me out of jail, God. Get me out of jail. Help me just to to ride the wave. But this wasn't a ride the wave prayer. This was a prayer to say, I am no longer choosing to be the God of my life. And you need to be, because I've got nothing. I've got nothing to turn back to, you know. It's either, you know, either I, I take the choice, I fly back to the UK and go, well, what the heck have I learned? What have, what have you grown in if, 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 if that was the, the case of it? And so taking that, taking that position of humility, taking that, that first step of being a child of the living God was to be then the, 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 the fruition of what I've been able to walk in and over the last six, seven years of my life. Come with me to, to Matthew eleven twenty five, And I, I want us to, to see the significance of Christ's words that we can so easily miss because we jump to what is usually the good bit. <laughs> we jump to the, the tasty bit or the thing that, that feeds um, what we think is what we really need at the time. So, yeah, Matthew eleven twenty five to... 28 and it starts off with the father revealed in the son which is awesome in itself so verse from verse 25 at the time jesus said i praise you father lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children yes father for this is what you were pleased to do all things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. We then go into verse 28, which a lot of us know off by heart. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, I'm someone who who usually jumps to verse 28 to 30 for some comfort fix. Awesome. But when my eyes were open to the fact that it's all linked to the posture in which we approach him as little children, it can only take you to a place of repentance and restoration if you allow yourself to be humble. As we become like a child, there is the capacity to enter into the fullness of the kingdom life that is available. We find rest for our souls. The yoke is easy and the burden is light because you come <clears throat> to know that he is not going to just give himself in part but that he desires to give himself fully to us guys he is a agape and as a good father he gives us the good gift of the holy spirit that when we ask he teaches us teaches us to abide with him and to stay in that place rather than sojourning in and out, in and out, wondering whether I am in it or whether I'm not, or even if I'm welcome. Those things are put to bed when we come to him like a child, when we come humbly before him. You know, it's, <laughs> it's coming to that place of, of trusting in the process from a, from a place of humility that really births life and the incredible promise. Proverbs uh, 22 talks about how um, the reward of humility and humility in, in that extent is, is having a realistic view 
of one's importance and position. You have a realistic view of who you are in comparison to the almighty God that you serve and you love. And from that place, when, when, when that is revealed to you, <clears throat> the, the fear of the Lord, the reverence, the worshipful, the adoration is the riches, is the honor. It is the, the life which it speaks of. That's Proverbs 22 verse 4, just, just broken down. So as we humble ourselves, as we come to that place that I am your child, I am yours, I can do nothing of myself, and you are, and if you are who you say you are, and all that I can come into, Lord, I just come. I come reverently before you. I worship you. I adore you. I acknowledge you for the truth that you declare in your word. It says that riches, it says that life, it says that honor is promised to us. You know, growing um, as a parent over these last three years has taught me a, a, a massive, massive deal about the father's heart for us as kids. And, um, you know, Olive, I think she missed the terrible twos <laughs> and she went into the terrible threes. <laughs> so we thought, oh, you know, we could, we're going to get past. No, no, it's, there's, there's this, there's this insatiableness that I was talking about this with, with Greg and a few others a, a couple of months ago. Just like, where, where does it come from? You know, like I didn't teach her. Emma didn't teach her. And it, and it is this innate thing that we're born with. You know, sadly, it's, it's part of the fall. It's what we, we have to deal with, unfortunately. And from that place, like, man, she is, she is not humble. <laughs> She's not humble. Like, uh, we, we, we're going, you know, we're going through so much, uh, at the moment with regards to, you know, just a, a development and growth. And, and food is one of those things which is just a nightmare to try and, try and get in her at the moment. She is, She's all about cake. She's all about the sweets. Um, yeah, she's, 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 she's all that way. And, and one day we, 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 we presented some food in front of her and it's just pasta is something that she, she does like, but she just got stuck in her mind that no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going out. And it wasn't even because she didn't like it. It was just the fact that she had to pick up a fork and prod it (laughs) just to be able to get it. You know, and it's just, it was just this massive drama. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know how to, you know, all of these things which you know. You know when she's at, she's at preschool, she's doing all the time. You know, it's like mum and dad, as soon as mum and dad are in the room, oh no, feed me, feed me mummy, feed me daddy. And, and there's a point that as, as we as parents, we do, we have to say no, enough is enough. And you know that you can do this. We've, you know, we've taught you. We're teaching you. We're taking you to that place. But how, oh man, how much am I like that with him? How, how often, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing the, the, the intentional and, and the purposefulness of God and, and the way in which he loves us. And I, and I, and I see that as well. I, I do, I do anything for all of you know, in order that she would, she would grow, she would mature, that she would eat. Um, <laughs> and, and I think, I think to myself, wow, God, you're, 
your, your, intention, your intention, intentionality to love us is, is phenomenal. The way in which you approach us when, when we are having a tanty, when we, you know, when, or, or even when we do shy away. Um, and man, it's, it's, it's that, it's that he wants to, to, to be that intentional. He wants to be that purposeful in every situation of our life. He's, he doesn't want to be void of anything. And, and, and the desire of a child from a place of humility is that I want you to be in everything. I want you to, to speak to me. I want to, to have revelation of your heart. I want to have the, the revelation of what you're speaking. And so, you know, do, do, do we come? Do we come with that humility? Do we come with that heart that when whatever it is, de- is declared, that it is, it is the Father's heart. It is his intentional desire to speak to you right now in this place and for you to come into the fullness of it. The, the Father heart of God is, is phenomenal. And, and I remember at the men's retreat that we were at last September, how we were chewing, um, over how God is, is calling us first to a place of belonging before any behavior can change. And, you know, Greg spoke to that this morning as well, how we, we can't be trying to focus so much on the behavior. Because if we, if we're focusing on the behavior, we again, once again, we have a skewed view. We're picking up the wrong utensil again. We're not seeing it from how he, he desires to, um, to bring us into, to, to life. And so as we know that we belong, we believe in the one that we belong to. And from that place of believing, we behave differently because we love the one that we belong to. There's, there's to be such a confidence in us as the body of Christ in the knowledge that we belong to him. Scripture declares that you, you always know where you're going to be with God because he never changes. Father God does never, he never changes. Numbers 23, 19, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Do you know, even, even when he, when he does change his mind, you know, for those people who go, oh, well, you know, when Moses was coming down the hill with the Ten Commandments, he was about to smite them all. His change of heart was for compassion for his people. He loved his people so much. And, and that is, that is the father heart. And, and living as a child of God, when we have that reality, when we have that, that truth, we know we're on the winning side. We know we have a dad that is, is capable of doing anything. And, and you know, for me in, in the last, the last, gosh, it's, it's amazing. It's a year has gone since I've not been here on staff at the rock. And, and every, every step of the way has been about allowing that truth to be my reality. And from that place, man, you know, I, I don't declare that it's easy today, guys, but I declare that there is so much freedom to be had. You know, I'm, 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 I'm more busy now in, in, in the field of, uh, that I'm working in, in film than, than I've ever been. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting opportunities to connect with people that, 
that I never have. I, I, I did a little job even this afternoon that um, that God was prompting me to do. I'm, I'm working with with one of the uh, one of the production designers of Lord of the Rings, and he's he's talking to me now about future projects. And you know that there's there's such life to be had when we say our yes to God, and when we when we say, Lord, <laughs> I I got no idea what's before me, but I trust you because you're my Father. Because I, I, I'm choosing that through this this place in which I'm I'm a freelancer in which I have no solid income, I choose to humble myself. I choose to go to my knees because it's the best place. It's the it's the life that I've I've always always experienced and always know will will in which he'll pull through. He he's never let me down as you come as I come before before him on my knees, and. And guys, you know, humility is 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 by far the, the biggest thing that I can give you tonight. To humble myself before this man in in what he's he's led us on, on the, the path that that has been revealed to him, and to say, Do you know what God, I don't understand it all. I don't understand what Greg talks about half the time. And I wish he could do it in half an hour, sure. (laughs) But do you know what? God, I will humble myself. Because I see the life. I see the fruit. I see the power of of the word welling up. Not not just in him, but I, I see it welling up in others within the community as well. And, and God, what a, what a privilege it is to be part of this family. And God, help me to remain humble so that when I don't understand, it is your desire to, through the Father's heart, give me the gift of your Holy Spirit that you would reveal to me, that you would teach me, that you would open my eyes. And guys, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't come straight away, but it does come. It does come. That is his promise. And, and we, we in such a, a fantastic time. And, and for a lot of you guys, like I know you, you're on the journey and it's, and it's phenomenal, but we need to be that for the rest of our community. We need to be the life. We need to be the people that model the humility and the journey and to recognize that there is such life to be had in him. And through him. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have it any other way, mate. You're a privilege to serve under. I love you with a deep love. And that is for all of us. A unity and oneness to come into. The recognizing as a a child of God. We are his first and foremost. We're obeying. We're, we're living under the power and the life that he has on offer. And then the beauty of us walking together, discipling one another, loving one another, supporting, lifting each other up. Do not separate yourself from that process. Do not separate yourself because there is such life to be had. So living a as a child of God, will create a journey of humility 
living as a child of God, it builds trust and faith in who he says he is. Galatians 3.26 says that we are sons, we are children of God by the faith that we have. And the promise that as, as sons we we have that, that faith and that constant reassurance of who he says. And as Hebrews 11.1 1 says, you know, faith is that confidence. It is that assurance of the hope. And it is the sight for what we have not yet seen. It's beautiful. It solidifies being a child of God, the true heart of God, through relationships so that we can be representatives of, and the living testimony to a world that so desperately needs him. So, Father, I thank you for the way in which you teach us. I thank you for your Father heart for us, is that we would not walk away, that we would be humble before you, that we would seek you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, our strength. We would love you with all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. We would keep asking. We would keep seeking. We would keep knocking. And Lord, we would keep encouraging one another to do that very thing. Lord, not wondering whether we, uh, whether it is for us or not, Lord, but having the, the trust and the belief in who you say we are, Lord, in who you are calling us to be. And Lord, from that place, Lord, there is not judgment. There is not stagnation, Lord God, but there is a come on attitude. There is an arm in arm attitude that says, yes, we can do this together. And we were called to from day one as you called us to intimacy. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the significance of your redemptive power, Lord, that has called us to intimacy with you. I'm so grateful, Lord, for your death, because through without death, there can be no life. And so, Lord, I thank you for the, the death that you are um, performing in my life, Lord, dying to the, the ways of the old, Lord, coming into the new, Lord God, putting those things of the old to one side, putting them to bed once and for all, and coming into the newness, the life that you have on offer. Jesus, I pray that as you pray, Lord, that as we love one another with your love, Lord, people will see that we are your disciples and people will see your heart for them. So thank you. Thank you for your will. Thank you for where you have us placed. Lord Jesus, in in this family and in our workplaces, in our places of study, Lord Jesus, to be your disciples, to be lovers of your presence, to be lovers of your heart. And I pray that if there's one thing we could take away tonight, Lord, that, that maybe tonight would be the first night we get on our knees and we say, God, I hand over the cheese grater. Lord, I hand over the, the nutcracker. Lord, and I receive the proper utensils. I receive the thing that will allow me to chew or allow me to meditate, allow me to feast on the fullness of who you are. Thank you.
Amen. I don't know what the time is, but why don't we just take a few moments now just to um, 6.20? Yeah, just, just 10 minutes now. Just to pray around the tables that you're, you're in now, just, just in what you heard. And, um, and really, what is, the, what is the, the thing that you know? What is that utensil that you know you're picking up that needs to be put down? And, and allowing those that are, that are around you to, to pray and support you in seeing that which will allow you to tuck in. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening.